Welcome back to Broken Messenger. Today, I wanted to talk about food. When you think about food, what do you desire? Steak, seafood, bread, cheesecake? What would you classify as good food? What do they all have in common? You might be thinking that everyone's favorite food can't all have something in common. But I'm willing to bet that if we were to poll 100 people, all of them would have at least one thing in common with their favorite food. Now picture that food in our mind. It is sitting on the table. Beside it is a bottle of formula or milk. Which one are you going to grab? The food that you called your favorite or the bottle of formula? I'm guessing that you all said your favorite food that you had envisioned. The thing that the favorite foods have in common is this. They are solid foods. We crave solid foods. I suppose some of y'all weird milk lovers might crave milk, but for the most part in life, We crave solid foods. Paul, though, in his letter to the Church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he starts out, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready for it. You are still worldly. So Paul is talking to believers here. We can tell this by him addressing them as brothers and sisters. He wants to give them solid food, which we can infer from the scripture means a deeper message. But because they are still worldly, they cannot handle the spiritual, they can only handle the spiritual milk. So in this world, we crave solid foods. But my question is this, do we crave spiritual solid food or are we content with spiritual milk? We are not given milk just to live off of milk. Peter says in his letter to believers in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that, meaning the reason that we are to crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now to be clear, I am not contradicting myself when I said that we should crave solid spiritual food like we do actual solid food over spiritual milk. We should crave all of it. It's all his word, his goodness, his glory, but we should not be content with just the milk. What I have learned is that the more that we read and study scripture, genuinely searching with the heart, searching for answers, we naturally begin to crave more and more. And if we continue with this analogy of the infant, as a baby grows and they taste solid food and they taste that it is good, do they still only want milk to the exclusion of nothing else? Or do they in fact try to steal everything off your plate because they want more of what they have tasted and found to be good? Also, when they begin to eat solid food, do they suddenly never want the milk? No, of course not. They still want the milk in addition to solid food. And even as they continue to grow, those of you who are not lactose intolerant like I am, you still have milk throughout your life, but it's not the substance of your food. Just as spiritual milk should not remain the substance of your spiritual food. I hear people all the time say that they don't read scripture because they don't understand it. If we continue with the same analogy, it might sound something like, I don't eat solid food because I don't know how to chew. Well, the only way you're going to learn how to chew is to chew. You will not suddenly learn how to chew by always drinking from a bottle. Likewise, you will never understand the Bible unless you pick it up and read it and not give up. Doing so would be like trying to chew and simply putting the food in your mouth, expecting the food to chew itself and nothing happens. So you spit it out and say, well, 
I don't know how to chew and I never know well how to chew. I promise you this, the only person who doesn't want you to read scripture, to study scripture, is Satan and his false teachers. They know that as long as you do not read scripture for yourself, you can easily be persuaded and you will be content with milk. Now, with that being said, I can acknowledge that scripture reading and studying does not come easy to everyone. That doesn't mean we don't try. There are many ways to get into the word. There are podcasts like this one. There are Bible reading programs like the one-year Bible study. There are devotionals that are audio, digital, and written. There's processes like soap and the five Ps and journaling. The ways that one can study scripture are limitless, really. The Bible can also be read to you. There are many excuses that people have, but there are no valid reasons one does not study the word of God. One caution I will give out is that there are many, many false prophets and teachers out there, and there's more coming. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 11, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. So as we go on in our quest to find ways to study scripture in order to not become one of the many deceived, we must be like the church of Berea. In Acts chapter 17, Paul is teaching them and says in verse 11 and 12, now that the, oh, I'm sorry, now the Berea Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and Greek men. We should never take someone's word as gold. We should always test what they say about scripture. And a Bible study program should never be an exclusion to the word. It should be in conjunction with the word of God. It should include scripture references so that you can check what they say, including me. Someone who is speaking but never references the Bible is, in my opinion, at best, just a great motivational speaker, and at worst, a false prophet or teacher. Nobody is an expert on the Word of God to the point where they should be assumed always correct. We are, after all, mere sinful, broken humans, and we do make mistakes. Someone who is teaching the Word of God should always be approachable to further questions and even challenges as it reveals the condition of their heart. So if you are not craving spiritual food because you have not found the solid food that tastes good or is not chewable for you, my ask is that you switch it up and try something solid, try a different solid food source and never give up trying because there's only one source that wants you to quit. And if you desire solid food but are not being filled in your current sources, do not squelch the cravings and begin finding more and new sources of solid food. You will not regret it. It is my goal in life that I will desire spiritual food, just as I do actual food, that I would thirst and hunger for more and more. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I want to be filled like that. I want to be blessed in that manner. You know that feeling you have after a huge, I'm I'm sorry, after having a great dinner, Not the filling of the dinner that you ate too much of, but that meal that was just so good in just the right portion. The goodness and contentment is that that great feeling. And then later you desire to have that same meal to replicate that feeling. That is what God has in store for us when we crave solid spiritual food. It is my hope that you found this episode as an encouragement to continue to seek a deeper and deeper relationship with Jesus and knowledge of his word. I mean, after all, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you were not already craving spiritual food. 
But if you found yourself listening to this episode and you have just begun to discover spiritual milk, if you are just beginning to hunger and thirst for righteousness and you have tested the Lord and found him to be good, I encourage you to seek out ways to continue to crave, to grow the craving of spiritual milk. And in time, you will begin to crave solid foods as a naturally occurring process. Remember that the only one who doesn't want you to crave spiritual food is Satan. So don't give up. Instead, get connected. Find others who show the fruit of craving the word of God because they know where to find it. They can help you find it as well. If you do not know where to turn, please feel free to email me at brokenmessenger at yahoo.com. And we can help, and I can help you find ways to find spiritual milk and then solid food as you grow in your salvation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Broken Messenger.